This is Tuesday, July 6th, and we're continuing in our study in called Living Free this summer from the book of Numbers. And yesterday we began looking at this scene with Moses, Miriam, and Aaron. We learned about the humility of Moses and how God could and did work through him. Now these three siblings could not have been more different. Moses was reserved and awkward. He stumbled when he spoke and sounded like he lacked confidence. Aaron was the popular one, the darling of the people. He was large and in charge, you might say. What Moses lacked in stage presence, Aaron more than compensated for. Moses wouldn't swerve to the right or to the left, was faithful in keeping the law. But Aaron weaved side to side at the will of the people. Aaron, for example, helped the people make and worship the golden calf. He did it because he was willing to do what the people wanted, and he did not seek the Lord first. Now, Miriam was a strong woman, a natural leader, and an immense support to Moses in her role as a leader among the women. We learn that humility set Moses apart from all the, all the rest, and from them as well. And today we read the Lord's endorsement of Moses. This is Numbers 12, verse 4 to 9. Suddenly, the Lord said to Moses and to Aaron and Miriam, Come out, you three, to the tent of meeting. And the three of them came out. And the Lord came down in a pillar of cloud and stood at the entrance of the tent and called Aaron and Miriam, and they both came forward. He said, Hear my words. If there's a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak with him in a dream. But not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him I speak mouth to mouth, clearly, not in riddles. And he beholds the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? And the anger of the Lord was kindled against them, and he departed. Now, God didn't ask Moses to deal with the rebellion in his own family. The Lord did it himself. First, he summoned all three of them. The Lord appeared in the form of a cloud. Now, when I read this, I think about that scene from C.S. Lewis's book, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. The children of the story find themselves in another world card called Narnia. Once there, they hear a rumor of a great lion. This is the figure of God in Christ in their world. His name is Aslan, and they have heard of him, but not yet seen him. The children from our world are visiting with Mr. and Mrs. Beaver, and they ask about Aslan. He's a great lion, and they would feel nervous meeting a lion. But is he safe? Here's how Mr. and Mrs. Beaver respond. If there's anyone who can appear before Aslan without their knees knocking, they're either braver than most or just silly. Who said anything about safe? Course he isn't safe. But he's good. He's the king, I tell you. So yes, you want to appear before God for speaking against his servant? This isn't going to be pretty. Of course, all of us will in the end appear before the Lord. 
We will give an account for ourselves and our lives. Who would want to stand before the holy God? But this must happen. Now, if the criticism of Miriam and Aaron goes unchecked, it'll spread through the camp. Moses' ability to lead will be eroded, maybe destroyed. So the Lord spoke about Moses in front of Moses and his sister and brother. Moses needed to hear this as well. He needed to be reminded that the Lord called him. There should be no question of his calling or his role. Notice what the Lord says. He doesn't tell them that Moses is more gifted than they are, a better speaker, or even a better leader. In many ways, Moses is not. No, the Lord saw says two things. First, Moses is loyal. He keeps faith with the Lord. The word for faith in the Hebrew Bible is more like loyalty than what we think of as belief. Moses would never be disloyal to the Lord. And that's exactly what Miriam and Aaron are doing as they criticize Moses. They're undercutting his leadership. They're being disloyal to him. They should be the greatest supporters of his, and they become his chief detractors. And second, more important, the Lord explains that he speaks with Moses face to face. He doesn't send coded messages or show up in Moses' dreams. They speak together. Moses has actually been in the presence of the Lord. Of course, of course, no one can see the face of the Lord, the fullness of the Lord, and live. But God tells them that no one comes closer to him than Moses. It's as simple as that. Did they think they could get away with criticizing the Lord's servant? Did they think that the Lord would not take this as a slight against himself? Now, the surprising thing here is that Moses does not come to his own defense. As we will see tomorrow, he pleads with God for his sister, revealing himself to be the leader his siblings say he's not, the one they're criticizing, the one they say they should share power with. They're accusing Moses, and true to his character, Moses defends them. Scripture tells us that we too have an accuser working to make a case against us before God. But the good news is that we have an advocate, Jesus, the one that defends us before the Father day and night. Let's pray. Lord God, we know it would be easy to make a case against us. Our sin is always before us. We rejoice that you've provided us a faithful advocate in Jesus, our Lord. Enable us by your grace to walk in gratitude for the representation of Jesus, that he defends us. For we pray in his name. Amen.